How about that theme song, right? I know. It's actually pretty good. I'm, I feel bad, but I, I think I have to say it sounds better backwards. A small part of me truly believes that. And, and to our listeners, I had directed Luke to sort of distort uh, the audio of our theme song to, to do something a little bit special and kind of like weird and janky. Well, you suggested um, I put on like straight distortion as you might put on a guitar to make it sound like heavy metal. Right. Um, I thought that sounded like work, so I just flipped the recording around. And what resulted was really pleasantly melodic behold man that needs to be played to a church organ that sounded like it was from a church organ i uh so we wanted to to do something a little bit different just to show that this is not a regular episode not a typical episode of scooby dudes yeah um and you might have seen that from the title it's this isn't going to be on our website but you will see it in all of our rss feeds and whatnot i should take the hit for this one i'm the audio engineer around these parts and i audio effed up the last episode such that it doesn't get to come out on time we had some technical issues but we do want to give you guys some content for this week and so we're going to have a casual chat answering some questions from our uh our beloved listeners uh luke apologized i want to apologize as well we were actually in a place where we could have put out a version of episode seven uh but we decided in we, we made the joint executive decision that it wasn't up to our standards. Yeah, it w- there would have been a lot of background noise, there would have been a lot of sound quality issues, and it would have been a much longer and more poorly cut episode than, uh, than we wanted to deliver you guys. But we do want to give you some great content, and uh, that's what this episode here is today. As you see from the theme song, not a typical episode, but an episode nonetheless. It's something. Yeah. It's, it's a recording of our voices. What, what I did was I sent out a little uh, a Patreon blast, I don't know if there are enough people on there to warrant calling it a blast. You can blast even one person. And you blasted quite a few people. What did you blast them, Evan? Yeah, I, I basically asked them if they had any suggestions, any questions. Uh, and we did, we did get one, which is which is great. Um, and so uh, Carl, he said, mm-hmm. he, well, he asked the two of us, are either of you reading the new Scooby comics? Uh, Where are you, Apocalypse or Team Up? So th- those are three separate titles. Uh, he said that he thinks Apocalypse would make it for a good episode and that it might be fun to tackle something outside of the TV shows. Yeah, and I'd be very interested in talking about that. Yeah, just to answer or address one of his points right off the bat, um, we are not planning on sticking within the realm of TV indefinitely. So we're going to branch out of the Scooby TV basic media at some point. Yeah, we just wanted to sort of uh, is establish sort of what the standard would be, which is just like we're going to watch TV episodes, we're going to do this, but every now and then we will branch out, uh, and it, it is inevitable to hit the other things Carl talked about. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I know that Luke is a bit, but I was also aware of uh, Apocalypse, Where Are You, and Team Up. I don't personally read any of them, um, though I do read a broad number of, of comics. That's, uh, that's not among them, unfortunately. Uh, but we do, and I did mention to this this too, Luke, before we even started the podcast officially, I would like to cover uh, Apocalypse at some point in the future. I would as well. I, uh, I've i read just a bit of Apocalypse. It is an interesting read, and there's a lot of stuff in there we could talk about. So I think we're going to be talking about all of those very soon. I'm really glad you brought them to our attention, Carl. So we're not going to talk about, we're not going to talk about Scooby Apocalypse Team Up or the new Scooby-Doo Where Are You comics today. 
Uh, but yeah, you you can you can bet that it will be covered at some point in the future. We're definitely going to cover that. We did want to talk about something else, just to you know, just to provide you with a little bit more. We, we've been saying the word content a lot. To uh, to still give you guys that prime Scooby tent you've been craving. I guess we're going to use Scooby as a jumping off point. There's a new Scooby-Doo movie that's coming out at some point called Scoob, S.C.O.O.B. That's going to be coming out at some point. And we want to think a little bit about what other Hanna-Barbera productions might make it on the silver screen or what we'd like to see on the silver screen. So did you want to go first or should I? Uh, did you want me to take it, take it away? Well, what are your thoughts right off the bat? Do you think any other Hanna-Barbera production could potentially make it on the screen? Because Scooby's obviously the biggest. Yeah, Scooby, and, and I saw it here, um, Scooby-Doo is apparently was apparently rated by like, Time or something as like the fifth best cartoon ever. Right, like Scooby has is a brand, is a recognizable brand. So yeah. when I bring up something like Grape Ape, pe- people are not clamoring for for a Grape Ape uh, anything. No, uh, when I say uh, Korg colon seventy thousand BC, no one knows what that means. What are you looking that's at? A, like what lit? That's a is that a thing? A live action Saturday morning television series <laughs> produced by Hanna Barbera Productions. Who knew? Okay, this looks terrible. Of course, most people probably know of it from the board game of the same title that was produced by Milton Bradley as a direct tie-in. I don't think anybody knows about this just in general. Also, the Herculoids. I don't know who's going to remember the Herculoids in this day and age. Here's, think... some, here's something that most people might, mm. some people might not know. The Smurfs are Hanna-Barbera. That has gotten a ton of live-action movies. Neil Patrick Harris will confirm. I might even go so far as to say that because of those films, the Smurfs surpass Scooby-Doo. I think presently they do. Over a long period of time, I don't think they have as much as many net followers as Scooby-Doo has had. And I think this is, it's, it's a bubble. The Smurf bubble has popped already. There are a number of other properties that are also quite well known. Uh, the Flintstones. Everybody knows the Flintstones. The Jetsons. I think the Flintstones and the Jetsons are the two other big contenders for the silver screen at the moment. Looking at this list, I can name off the ones that have already had movies, right? Hmm. The Flintstones had two movies. There was like the Flintstones and the like Viva Rock Vegas. Yogi Bear had a movie. Tom and Jerry had a movie as well. That was actually released in theaters. Richie Rich had a movie. Live action. There was a property in which there was sort of like a, you know, sort of like a straight lace like cowboy type and he had like a an offensively like a, an offensive stereotype sidekick, right? His sidekick was like an ethnic stereotype and that was actually adapted some time ago, but they titled it The Lone Ranger. Uh, ori- the original series uh, was oh, called Quick Draw McGraw, but The Lone Ranger, Johnny Depp is Tonto. There's it's a little different, yeah, and of course uh, Army Hammer as Quick Draw. So, some was some things was lost in translation. For sure, but the, the yeah, spirit I mean, of the, the series Speedy was Gonzalez there. Speedy Gonzalez-level racist stereotype sidekick. That's maintained, and that's really the heart and soul of that kind of production. So yeah, uh, I, it, let's let's both pick. I, like seriously speaking, let's both pick a okay. series that we would like to see. If I'm seriously speaking, and I'm not just picking something really obscure just for the sake of being funny, I think Shirt Tales has got to be my number one pick. <laughs> okay, you just told me. We all me. remember a group of cute talking animals wearing colorful shirts which display messages reflecting each other's characters' thoughts. Is this not the Care Bears? Like, is this oh, wait, somehow sorry. not the Care Bears? Sorry, sh- you 
are literally... We've all seen Shark Tales, that classic animated movie starring Will Smith. This is Shirt Tales. And it was sponsored by Hallmark? This is actually, and I say this relatively frequently, one of the worst things I've ever seen. <laughs> High praise. Let me just, let me describe what I'm looking at. They're, they're these little, they're all baby animals. Oh yeah, and they're all wearing t- little t-shirts. Little t-shirts that say things on them. It was like released in conjunction with like a line of greeting cards. I think it's really weird. Like you, you go out of your way to like clothe an animal, but you're clothing the part of the animal that has no genitals. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like the, the whole, it's the Winnie, Winnie the Pooh sort of conundrum. Uh, but, but the thing is, Winnie the Pooh, I believe is the only, uh, animal that wears clothing i think i always wondered if piglet was wearing clothing or not like a, a body swimsuit because of those i think stripes. that's piglet's skin <laughs> i don't know that's the thing i was always really in, unclear on Hold that on, i'm gonna google is piglet naked oh geez don't do that dude you know what you're getting for that you're gonna get a freaking ripped piglet you're gonna get piglet with a body like brad pitt's in fight club all right i guarantee uh, that's gonna be the, the first, first thing. the first um the first result is from KGB Answers, so I'm really excited to see what the Russian secret police has to say about uh about this this pig's uh, nu- nudity status. Wow! In the original drawings from the books, Piglet doesn't wear any clothes. Neither does Pooh. The shirts were added when Winnie the Pooh was produced by Disney, so it's a shirt. So Piglet does wear something. It's a striped shirt. It's a singlet, though. All the way down and around. The first Google image search or whatever is Piglet sort of like stretching his little singlet. All right, so shirt tails. That's that's your serious answer to this serious question that we have posed to ourselves. My suggestion is the Jetsons. I think the Jetsons is actually ripe for a silver screen uh, rendition because it's, uh, it's retro-futuristic, which I think would be pretty hot right now. Retro futurism, okay. Well, because we are, we are, ostensibly, we are in the Jetsons' future, aren't we? Like the Jetsons, uh, was set in twenty sixty two, so we're not quite there. Okay, we the Jetsons could still be on its way. It could be a fully accurate prediction. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's. I think that's a good. Uh. That's a good answer. I want to say, I want to say wacky races. Okay. Which I think is very safe. Uh, but I guess like that's the purpose is like what what like reasonably would uh, like what would actually be a good idea and like wacky races. I just I love it's such a it's such a simple premise. These people in like these these wildly like different vehicles are like all trying to win a race against one another. It's like it's super entertaining. Yeah, and their vehicles are a reflection of their own cultures and their own interests. So there's like a, a prissy girl who rides like a prissy Mercedes the general who rides a tank and all these different they're thematically consistent to themselves and it's based on like a tv show that's in the style of uh, mario kart or crash team racing or the like yeah i i love it i it's just th- these are all such colorful characters i think you're right that one is ripe for a remake they would need to add a lot not a lot more women but i feel like they would need to add more women if there was a remake like the only one is uh is like you said an embarrassing stereotype yeah uh penelope is it penelope pits yeah penelope pit stop Dang. and then her her car is called the compact pussycat <laughs> yeah that needs to be modified 
it needs a little bit of color and a little bit of gender diversity injected in. But yeah, I think like I think it would be fun. And I don't think I don't know. I, I, yeah, I feel like you could you could modernize it as far as diversity. But outside of that, I think that the premise is enough. Yeah, you don't really need to do that much with it. Yeah, at the very least, reboot it as a show. Yeah, I, I'm afraid you've got a much better answer than I do. The Jetsons, you would have to do something with it. You would have to frame it relative to the current time period to have an angle on that kind of future. But uh, Wacky Races, this just stands up on its own. Okay, a new Wacky Races reboot will be released on Boomerang's um, video-on-demand service, Spring of 2017, which is... Uh, dang, that's now. Yeah, literally right now. Uh, it will air on Boomerang starting June, which is next month. That's fantastic. We're going to have to check that out and revisit this sometime. So... I think we do have to talk about the Flintstones because that's what probably a lot of people would take as a first pick for the silver screen. But I'm curious, is there a reason you didn't choose it? Uh, I mean, the Flintstones has had two uh, has had two film adaptations already, mm. and it had like John Goodman as, as Fred, and hang on, sorry. is that Rick Moranis? Yeah, Rick Moranis, but Rick Moranis is Barney. That makes a lot of sense. Here's the thing: I feel like in the sequel, it wasn't. Yeah, look, see, that's not Rick Moranis. <laughs> oh, yeah, they changed it up in a big way. Whoa, that's not John Goodman either. That's the guy. Isn't that, like, the king? Like, King Robert Baratheon? Wait, hang on, is it? I oh, mean, we're getting so far down this rabbit hole, but I really want to know now. Mark Addy. Yeah, Game of Thrones, King Robert Baratheon. Dang, you're right. He was Fred Flintstone. Yeah, Stephen Baldwin as Barney Rubble. And Kristen Stewart as the Ring Toss Girl. Okay, what? <laughs> She's like a, a, a tiny child. John Cho was in this as parking valet. Oh my gosh, we gotta get... What the... <laughs> we gotta get off of Wikipedia. There's just too much. Uh, yeah, also, like, this doesn't benefit our listeners at all. Like, oh, wouldn't it be fun if we if we just listened to uh, two guys read Wikipedia aloud? Literally just them browse Wikipedia. So my... Yeah, my reason is also that they'd, they've done the Flintstones twice, so I don't think it needs to be done again live action. And CGI, I just see it being pure fluff. I don't see them doing too much original with it. Do you mean CGI like the Smurfs are CGI? The Smurfs are, well, the Smurfs are CGI live action. I think the thing is, when you, when you do something hyper-stylized like the Flintstones, once you render them into like 3D models or whatever... I think it gets really weird really fast. And, and also, basically, The Croods just came out. Uh, yeah, and The Croods has a, has a their own animated series now. Oh, does it now? Man, I'm amazed that was that successful. I feel like kids, when they think of like, oh, that fun Stone Age family, they think the, they think the Croods instead of the, uh, the Flintstones. And I think the reason is The Croods is more like Tarzan, like it's a swinging adventure and this exploration of this new world, whereas Flintstones is kind of... It's well-trod territory, and it's kind of a family sitcom. Right. It follows the dad who works a day job and comes home and is tired by all the appliances. And you can't really branch too far away from that and still keep it the Flintstones. Like, why bother that? Just make the crudes at that point. I also, sorry, one last thing about the Flintstones Viva Rock Vegas. You know who Betty was? Who? Jane Krakowski. Holy crap. That's insane. Yeah. I'm searching some images. Um, yeah, friggin' Jane Krakowski. Why did they go about recasting the entire mo- Oh, sorry. Uh, it was, I guess it was when they met, they were younger versions. Uh, younger versions of, uh, of the original characters. They, so they don't even look younger, they just look terribly different. 
Alan Cumming was in this movie. Like, Kristen Stewart's debut. This is her film debut. That's the thing, is it's her debut. Anyways, that's why I think it, it couldn't be the Flintstones that comes to the silver screen next. If it does come, it'll be a small production, flash-animated cartoon. One... One other Hanna-Barbera production I think could potentially translate really well to the silver screen is Johnny Quest. I, okay, sorry. We we need to make sure that that's not becoming a thing because I feel like it has to be. What's what's becoming a thing? Oh, it's not already a... That, that they're thinking about... Because they think, like, right now Hollywood is uh, super thirsty for uh, for IP. Mm. They're desperate for it. Every Everybody wants or, or needs, like, ideas of, of what they're going to do next. Um, so, so they're like plumbing the depths. They're like trying to, and and especially if that IP has like nostalgia value, like even more so. It doesn't look like Johnny so Quest has anything new going on with it, which is incredible because you would think that is super fertile ground. Yeah, yeah. Johnny Quest was like a was like a rip roaring like adventure type cartoon, right? One that was super fun. I mean, I guess it was very male centric. You'd need to introduce some female characters into it because it was pretty much Johnny Quest like his dad and their assistant right Paji yeah yeah so like three dudes and it was very exciting and thrilling to watch as a kid okay and their other dude friend the last time they did anything with Johnny Quest and this is like mind-boggling to me is it was in 2015 and it was called Tom and Jerry spy quest so they wasted them on a Tom and Jerry crossover yeah it was a crossover between uh, Johnny Quest and Tom and Jerry that's an incredible waste. Johnny Quest would do so well with a gritty live-action reboot. Yeah, I, I think it would be. Yeah, I think it'd be very cool. Droopy was in this movie for some reason as well. Hmm. gross. Didn't Droopy have like a smaller dog, a smaller droopier dog? Yeah, who in turn had an even smaller droopier dog. It was a cat in the hat type of situation. So thinking like like um mat- matryoshka dolls or whatever. I was gonna Russian nesting dolls, sure, or whatever the formal name you were going for was. I typed in droopy but smaller into Google, and it's just like eyelid remedies. I'm amazed you don't have just terrible porn popping up all over your computer. I have safe search on. Th- those are the big Hanna Barbera productions I can think of. Sorry, yeah? Droopy's weird little sidekick was named Drippy. It was Droopy and Drippy. Droopy and Drippy. Mmm, sexy. Look, I watched very little of, of, like, Droopy's show or whatever, but what a bizarre premise. It's Droopy, who's this hideous, like, honestly, like, character design-wise, offensive to, to the site. Because he's, he's, like, a, this ugly Droopy dog, and I just realized, but he has, like, a, like a weird, like, like, a wig, like a human head of hair atop his, like, dog body. Are you looking at him right now? Look, I'm searching him up right now. Droopy the dog. It's like a toupee. He has like this gross Oh yeah, it's like this, it's so fake looking. Like you can't imagine a dog with that. Maybe today, because people give their dogs weird haircuts and dye their dog's hair. But even then, it's super weird. But here's the thing. He's a black and white dog, and he has this gross, like, yeah, like a brown toupee atop his head. A brown or like orange or even red looking toupee. And and his his enemy was this wolf character, uh, like awooga awooga, r- like yeah, like like cat calling ladies, like like his 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 eyeballs bug out and his tongue like rolls out. The lecherous wolf, which makes Droopy his arch nemesis because Droopy is the least sexy cartoon character in history. He's like if you made Danny DeVito an animated uh, dog. He kind of is, man. I, who, 
who came up with this and what were they thinking? Well, what would be really fun is if this, uh, if this lecherous horn dog, like pun intended, was thwarted at every turn by this smaller, uglier dog. What, what do kids like? They like high energy, fun, goofy uh, dog characters. Let's do a dog on antidepressants. Yeah, <laughs> a real low energy canine, and then and then his his uh, his rival will have a lot of energy, but all that energy will be like very like sex oriented, pent up, inappropriate, lecherous energy. Just a cup, uh, just a horn dog and a uh, sad dog. So many cartoons that we will not be returning to. You don't, you don't actually want to do a Droopy. You don't want to cover Droopy at any point in time. You know, I, as you say that, I probably would like to cover that. That'd be fun. Anyways, I feel like we answered that question pretty well. What would actually be a good, uh, good movie, a good film production out of the old Hanna Barbera vault? Can you do the Droopy voice for me right now? I suppose I can. can it makes me sad. Can you say? You know what? That makes me mad. Because apparently that was his catchphrase. You know what? That makes me mad. And I guess there's no way that Droopy predated the Hulk, right? You won't like me when I'm mad. You know what else makes me really upset? Is that Droopy's last name is supposed to be McPoodle. And he's not. Like, he's clearly not. No, not even close to a poodle. Yeah, it's really no surprise that the last thing listed here for him is like from 1997. And then I guess in the aughts, he appeared in like Tom and Jerry stuff. Yeah, so I think it's, for me, it's going to have to be a tie between Droopy and Shirt Tales for the least rebootable Hanna-Barbera production. There's got to be something racist <laughs> that like beats beats out both of those. That That could very well be. I think we should probably end the podcast before we get to that one. In fact, I'm amazed we've navigated the minefield so well thus far. Like, okay, sorry, this is one last thing, but y- you know the tradition of like, oh yeah, if we we have like a normal sized dog character, let's introduce a smaller sized dog character. Oh yeah, that's a right. that's basically a trope. Kind of like how that really enormous, uh, he was like a big mean bulldog who would like beat up Tom uh, from Tom and Jerry, and he had a tiny little dog. Oh yeah, he had a little dog version of it. Mm-hmm. And and so Droopy had like dribble. I think McWolf had a son? I believe it. I don't think that's fan art or... Oh, sorry. Oh, wait, never mind. Okay, maybe it is fan art. That's my bad. Because I'm just thinking, like, if McWolf has a son, is he just also, like, a tiny, like, horny dog? <laughs> horny lecher. Probably. Well, I think we, we probably ought to button up the episode. And I think the ultimate answer, if we're going to... If any uh, Hanna-Barbera execs are listening... Uh, get wacky races to the silly screen to the silly sillyver screen. You're proud of that. I'm very proud of that. The sillyver screen. <laughs> That's gonna be my legacy. Hey babe, update my epitaph. All right. So yeah, once again, we just wanted to put together a little recording, just so that um, a week doesn't go by without you hearing our voices. It's like a mama bird thing. Like you guys will forget what we sound like, and you'll go find someone else to nest so, with. So uh, just trying to trying to. S- Trying to regurgitate worms stay. into your mouths, so keep those throats yeah, open. Yeah, sure. Worms and mouths, not stay in your ear holes, like I was originally going to say. <laughs> Mama birds, worming into your ear hole. We love you. Yeah, once again, Scooby Dudes. Typically, this is a podcast where we discuss uh, Scooby Doo. And typically, if you wanted to follow up with us, you should go to ScoobyDudes.com to check out show notes, corrections, and additional content on the episode you just listened yeah, to. Yeah, our, our first six episodes are still there, are still available for you to listen. Please check them out. 
Um, and then, like, Twitter, Facebook, Patreon. Just search it up and figure yeah, it out. There, there, there are many ways. Yes. Life has many doors, Ed Boy. That was our episode. Thank you guys for listening. We'll catch you again next Thanks, week. Thanks, you guys. Love you. Love you. Love you, Evan. Love you. Mm. Yeah. Bye. Bye.